You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chris Scales, Greg Hectus, and Tony Groves. Hey, guys. Hey, Mike. Good evening. How's it going? Hey. All right, well, welcome back. Uh, let's get right into it. We have the NASCAR iRacing Series. Boy, this a tough, tough week, I thought, for me anyway, at Bristol. Um, I'll start out with my results on Wednesday Fixed, P20. Got caught up in an early wreck, spun, lost a lap uh, early, eventually lost uh, down to three laps, and got uh, DQ'd out as I crossed the checkered line. Literally... I was on the white flag. The guy was running me over from behind. I was trying to hold him off, but he just drove right through me. And I was spinning sideways as I crossed the line, and the DQ pulled me out of the car. <laughs> so I think it put me at the end of the long of the lap I was on, and I lost some spots. So it kind of sucked. Uh, Wednesday open. I ran P26, Ugh, wrecked out with a blown engine, um, and it seemed like I was just a wreck magnet. I It's like every time something happened, I was involved. I was involved in the early cautions. I had nowhere to go. I mean, the track blocks up. It sounds like every excuse in the book, but it's true. I swear it is. Yeah, it wasn't just you. That was every race. It was hard to dodge everything. Yeah, Scales, you were going to run that night. You uh, decided last minute to not to, but it got you anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, I screwed up. I um, I actually registered right when I could, half hour before, and I spent a half hour practicing, but I still I wasn't feeling very comfortable in the open car. It was a little, The fast car was just a little bit too loose, and I felt I needed more practice, so I didn't run. But for a guy I had already registered and lost 120 IR. Ooh. Yeah, That's a Bristol, big hit. It was a rough week. To, for I lost 300 total IR in Bristol this week. It, it was rough. And both the races, um, pretty much all the races were the same story. If you if you could manage to get through the mayhem the first half of the race, you had a pretty good shot. But I'd never managed to get through the mayhem. Yep. Uh, Thursday uh, open, Greg. Uh, you ran and uh, finished third after running up front all day. Good run. That was a pretty good race there. Um, it was a long race. I think it was two hours and ten minutes because of. I think we had. I want to say it was almost twenty cautions in that race, and then you just you know it's quick run to run two laps and then go into caution, then go five or six laps under caution and then run it, and it's just really hard to get any momentum. And in that race, if I remember correctly, the guy that was leading it who sh- should have won he was leading it the whole race he he blinked out with like 20 to go and and ended up uh dropping his whole signal so he was out and then the guy that won i started on the outside of him with two laps to go and then i ended up just couldn't get uh kept going on the restart and ended up finishing third in it 
Well, you're knocking on the door uh, looking for that first win in NIS, right? So that's how you get it. You got to get third place finishes like that, you know? Can't seem to get over the hump right now. I'm just trying to find that last little last little bit of these sets or just, you know, maybe even just get a run. I, I had the better car in the long run in that race to at least get second place. I was the setup we had was really good on the long run, but we never got any. Yeah. Uh, Thursday fixed, uh, Chris. Uh, you you put terrible race. Uh, you got wrecked out in the first ten laps, but you stuck it out. Yeah, that was a rough one. I think um, I think most of the races went the same, but I was just never. I never did good enough in qualifying to stay. Know, get up front like Greg was and stay away from it. I, I scraped the wall in qualifying, screwed up both laps, started in the back, got wrecked at the beginning, and yeah, I just, I mean, within five laps, I was, oh, actually, that that race, that okay, so that race got wrecked out, went down uh, pit road, my pit stall didn't exist, like, I don't know oh, if yeah. it was an iRacing thing or if it was my computer, but it was gone, and a bunch of the other stalls were blinking out, and lost a couple laps there finally got that went back in it was it existed got black flag for some other guys stuff was 20 laps down within the first 20 laps it was ugly the dumpster fire 250 right yeah that's what somebody else in uh, that that race called it the dumpster fire 250 i thought that was fitting that seemed to fit most of them this week yeah maybe that's the title idea <laughs> Uh, Saturday fixed, uh, early morning, Greg, you ran, started 24th, finished, uh, P16. Yeah, I screwed up my qualifying, and, uh, when I came off pit road, I went from second to first instead of third, and spun it into the barrier, and then tried to get a lap in, and didn't get anything, and I think it was the first car that didn't have a qualifying time, so that started p 24, got in, a, got in a wreck early in that race, had probably, had like six minutes worth of damage, went 12 laps down and just, just plugged away at it and was just trying to get back into the top 15, almost did, I finished 16th and only lost one eye rating and one safety rating out of the whole race, so I'll take it. Yeah, that's how you gain eye rating, you gotta finish when you have, you know, bad days like that. Yeah, that race that uh, I was 20 laps down right there at the beginning, I was dead last for probably the first half of the race almost. I mean, there wasn't that many people wrecking out, but ended up finishing 17th and not losing any IR, but that's because all but 19 people in the field were disqualified out of that race. Yeah, that's how I gained all mine back, too. I was dead last, and people just kept wrecking and getting DQ'd, and they would leave right away if they got wrecked real bad, and... You know, eventually get enough laps past them. I think right at the end there, there was so many guys right on the edge of de getting DQ'd. I probably could have gotten two or three more positions uh, with guys that were getting closer to me and laps down, but uh, I just didn't have enough laps left. All right. And then Sunday Open, you got a fourth with David doing crew chief. Yeah, Dave, Even being wrecked. Yeah, Dave helped me... Uh, Helped me out big time on this one. I got, uh, problem I found this week is nobody had any patience for the person trying to pass on the bottom. The, I mean, the top line was moving, but 
but you know you got to go down below and pass somebody but when you come off the corner if you're just that much not clear they'll just run you down on the straightaway and punch you and it, that's i got one of those that's what happened to me got a whole bunch of front end damage um got it you know over a couple laps got it fixed didn't i think i went two laps down and dave Dave was crew chiefing for me he he helped by taking a bunch of tape and stuff off and helped me try and keep the temperatures down and he was just keeping me going through the whole race to uh get my laps back, get the wave rounds, do all the things that I needed to do. And uh, he made me get through that race. So it was a good finish. Uh, I probably could have won that race too. Um, I with I think it was with, I want to say 30 laps to go. I was on 15 lap old tires and everyone behind me pit. And uh, I was out with 15 old lap tires and just got eaten up on the restart. Well, Bad call there, but good good finish though. That's a, you're at the best of the week, obviously. Um, Sunday fixed uh, the final race of the week. Uh, you got a P twenty four. You were DQ'd out after one hundred and sixty eight laps. Uh, almost made it. Uh, Chris blown motor P twenty one, and I had a P fourteen. I put down. I was a wreck magnet. Yeah, I remember when we ran that. We within the first ten minutes of that race, all of us had been involved in you know some kind of incident it was such a nightmare yeah first caution you know oh that's Didn't you walk away for a bit there chris yeah oh yeah within the first 10 minutes of the race i had a well my car wasn't completely destroyed but it was so so slow i mean i was just going to be getting ran over until the thing finally blew up and so i blew it just to get it out of the way and just stepped away for half hour came back and finished the race Still P21 out of 36 cars. Yeah, and I, I got a really lucky draw. I think I was car 34 or something, so I didn't end up losing any I rating out of that one either. Well, I've lost probably 300 I rating over the last two weeks, uh, Texas and Bristol. It's just been horrible for me. Um, I, I don't have any luck at all. I mean, I can't miss the wreck. I always seem to get in it now. I don't know what's up with that, but... It's it's just hard to miss it there anyway. I mean, you watch the the pros run there Sunday and Monday, and they could barely keep off of each other. And then you put you know thirty some guys who aren't pros on this track, and they're going to get into each other. But people are just so impatient. Yeah. The problem is, is everybody goes so hard on the restarts because they know the fact that there's going to be a caution quickly, and if they just ran the race there wouldn't be as many cautions and i think some of the guys that were in that some of those races just were in there trying to log laps and it's and we never got a chance to do it like i mean this is probably one of my better weeks for i rating and safety rating well safety rating went down but my i rating has gone up but i've got that's you know since daytona i've been going up and trying to get better each week yep well, what's next, Richmond? Yeah, that's going to be a a good week of people dive bombing into corners. Yeah, it looks like I'm going to miss the Wednesday Open. I got a recital for a a high schooler that I got to go to, so I'm going to miss the race Wednesday Open. But I'll be running fixed, and uh, we'll go get it. It'll be a drop week, I guess, for me. Yeah, it's too bad. You know, this is one of those weeks where I wish, another one of those weeks where I wish the uh, 
safety ring would just disappear. I mean, this is going to be a lot of fun racing. I mean, you can really drive this track. And just like Greg said, the problem is people are going to overdrive it and you can't run on the outside of somebody because you're going to get slid up into, you know, all of which would not, would might just be a, a door, no damage, but people are going to be seeing the zero X, two X, four X, and just it gets your blood boiling. Yep. All right. Well, let's jump into uh peak. Uh, they ran last week at uh, Vegas, Ryan Luza. Ryan Michael Luza, defending champion, uh, wins. Uh, so California and Vegas. Um, so he's kind of looking like Harvick out there. That was but, uh, that, that was a pretty good race. Um, I, I I caught a lot of it. Um, I caught <laughs> the one thing that really stood out to me was uh, Keegan Leahy. Um, man, he just he, he plowed in. And, you know, he got taken out by a by a wrecked car uh, that was hadn't been able to get off the track yet. But man, I got the guy didn't it didn't look like he slowed down or nothing. I was kind of wondering if he uh, got distracted and just uh, well, I plowed him. Didn't see him? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was weird. Yeah, like, I didn't uh, get to see it live. I did watch the recap video, which was very well done. Yeah, that's all I was going to say, was I watched the recap video, and it was impressive. It made me wish I would have watched the race, actually. They did a great job. And it was a lot of side-by-side -side racing, too. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, like, it. you know, um, I don't think I got to see the finish, but I, I did watch the majority of the middle part of the race and, and, and those guys were, were, were doing really well. It was very fun to watch. Um, actually it was one of the first ones I watched on in my living room on my TV. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. They, they did do a good job. Um, man, those guys get after it. Holy. It's, yeah, so a, it's a different experience on a big screen TV, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I just picked up one of those, uh, um, what is it? Chromecast. And, uh, that's how I was able to, and I think I'm going to start doing that a little more often. Right. Yeah, it's just pretty cool to watch it on the big screen and see how, how it goes. I have one in my office, so. Um, and it's hooked to the computer, so it's real easy to put on the internet, but. When on the schedule these guys go to a short track? That's the only thing that's been kind of disappointing me. Man, we've been running these short tracks. I would love to see those guys get on, you know, <laughs> get on each other, see how they can handle it. Yeah, they're a couple weeks behind us or something, so it'll come up. All right, uh, let's go on to uh, Grand Prix racing, Formula One. We have a new first-time winner named uh, Mac Backham, and he drives for Kawanda Simsport. And he, bit, uh, he held off Gregor Hutu uh, to secure his first win. At, uh, I don't remember the track. Didn't see any video on this. I saw some still screenshots and stuff uh, and a couple stories, but not much. <laughs> you, you, you look at his, uh, uh, just under his, his Twitter name and stuff there, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, you know, Elite Sim Racer for uh, at Coanda Sim Sport and he's a coach at real vrs but he's also the destroyer of dreams and the breaker of hearts <laughs> go get him girls that's funny 
All right, Tony, you want to take the next one? Yeah, so uh, they got a, a Mazda hot lap challenge out there. Um, and this uh, it could put you in the seat of a real global MX-5 cup car. Um, and, uh, well, they're, they're using the, uh, the time attack um, to get this done. There's uh, the... Competition. There's there's two ways to compete. So if you're on iRacing, you can do the time attack, and uh, at two fours, they got seven uh, seven weeks of time attack there. But you can also go to the track where they have iRacing simulator set up, and you can um, race your way in there as well. Uh, Pretty cool. It's uh, open to legal residents of the United States who are 18 or over. Are racing membership is required. Sure, discriminate against me and Tony. <laughs> well, I just had to point that out. I'm sorry. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, pretty cool. Time attack. Uh, you can go see if you can be the fastest. It's a fixed uh, setup, so. Yeah, as well, the competition I guess, it runs from uh, April through October. Um, so, keep your eye open. You have to do it each week, I guess. It, yeah, it's not really clear. There's some information about it. They're on the uh, forums called under Mazda Hot Lap Challenge. So look that up. All right, uh, Chris, what do you got next? Uh, looks like next we have a tweet from Christopher Bell. Um, he said, hoping to do a little iRacing Bristol prep. Excited to duke it out for 100K. Um, obviously, this was before the race last weekend. Um, he was one of the Dash for Cash drivers. It looks like he was jumping on iRacing to do a little uh, race practice. And honestly, he was probably the guy to beat in that race. He got wrecked out early, but man, God, he was fast all weekend. I, just, I always find it so cool to hear these race drivers practicing on iRacing before the real race. And... And it's legit practice, you know. And like you said, he he almost won. He was a legit contender that day. Yeah, I don't know if the the practice paid off, but that's all you heard all weekend was he was the guy to beat. He was the guy to beat. Unfortunately, it you know it didn't turn out that way for him. He got I can't remember what happened. I know it was early. I don't think I had turned on the race yet. He was already out. But I think it's cool. He gives a shout out to iRacing on social media when he does it. You know. And give that exposure. That's cool of him doing that. He doesn't have to do that. Yeah, hopefully he keeps doing it because, man, the guys are going, only going to get more popular. I mean, he's just, he's awesome. He's just such a talent behind the wheel. Yeah. Now, sort of related, I actually ran into Tony Stewart in a hosted Talladega B race, B car. Um, and uh, I didn't realize he was in there when I jumped in the race. And then I started looking down the running order and saw his name. And sure enough, I ended up running with him on the track, and there was about four of us, and we were in a second pack ahead of the lead pack, and he was one of the four, and this guy was going around the outside and like came down in front of him, and he didn't like like it, I don't think, too much, and he kind of just ran into the back of him, and it got him squirrely and took us all out, all four of us, and so I actually just got wrecked by Tony Stewart. That was pretty cool. Yeah. If you're going to get wrecked by somebody, that's that's who you want to have do it to you. Yeah, I got on the Facebook Messenger and told the guys, yeah, I just got wrecked by Tony. And 
That was kind of neat to say. <laughs> yeah, it was easy to get on a weld man. He had to he had to wreck me to beat me. I mean, I, that's that's all there is to it. That's what you it was just a racing people. deal. But you know, it was it's neat that I can say that. Yeah, you should have thrown your virtual helmet at his car. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's probably going to have a post-race interview saying he's going to beat Mike's ass. Yeah. You, you could just tell by the the way he was driving that he wasn't putting up with anything, you know. All right, uh, I'll take the next one here. Um, we had a forum post, Nicholas Bailey from iRacing, uh, reporting on a slow download uh, that people have been reporting about. Um and so what did he say about this just a minute the responses we have received from our partner are not what we would like and we are looking to adjust the way the downloads are provided more to come and so what he's saying is basically uh the people that are hosting the downloads which is a different place than is hosting the servers and a different place than it's hosting the forums and so forth they're slow and they have issues and they're looking at finding another provider is what he's saying. So, uh, it's cool that they're working on it. You know, they're acknowledging there's a problem. They're going to, you know, spend their money somewhere else to fix it. You see the funny quote in that, uh, article. What was it? Spend the first month downloading it. Uh, you get this, then you should get the first month free then. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I guess for some people it's a real problem. I haven't really had a problem myself. Well, we just downloaded an update. I just when I just went on iRacing now, it had an update and it downloaded pretty quick. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had to download anything bigger than just an update. I don't know what would happen if maybe was this guy didn't he say he was trying to download like the the whole sim? Yeah, like for a fresh install. Kind of related. I'll pick up this next one under the same. Uh, uh, idea here forum downtime um, they actually announced that they were going to put the forums down for a while to do an infrastructure change uh, this is not a change in the forum software yet but it is a step in the right in the process and so it went down for about 20 minutes apparently and then later in the day they had to restart it again and apparently a lot of people were reporting issues with uh big long threads would not load correctly or images that were of a certain size were having trouble loading and what came out was um, they ended up stripping out the beta or meta meta the metadata if that's how you say it the metadata out of all pictures and that process broke something and so that's what they had to you know, make some adjustments for, apparently. Now, there is a mobile app that somebody has written also that would read the forums. It's only available for Android. I was actually on that forum saying, hey, we need some love for the Apple uh, phones because the Apple people, we don't have an app for that. But anyway, that changes broke that Android app as well. But the author of the app uh, apparently fixed it and if you go to the Google Play Store and update your apps, uh, it'll fix it. Man, I don't really spend a whole lot of time on the forums, but if they had something like that for my phone, I probably would spend more. That would be nice. I think I looked at that app, and um, it costs a little bit of money to, to download. 
Now, I don't believe it's a whole lot. I think it's under two bucks, but um, personally, I don't see myself spending money to be able to uh, read everybody whining about the latest race. <laughs> well, and if you recall, Tony, I found uh, uh, something the other day. If you go to support.iracing.com, you'll see a copy of our forums in some uh, fashion there. And then we were speculating if that was perhaps our new forums, but nobody really knows. I just looked up the uh, thing on the Google Play Store. It's showing, I don't know if it's, it wasn't saying what the funds were, but it was $1.53. Cool. All right, I'm going to take... Yeah, go sorry, ahead. Mike. I was just going to say that uh, at the, the beginning of this post, uh, Nicholas Bailey um, posted on... Uh, April 12th there, it says, we are planning some forum downtime this morning to test out new infrastructure for the forums. This is not a change in the forum software in in brackets yet, but it is a step in the process. So they got something, sounds like they got something in the works here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we saw those forums copied onto the support website. So, yeah, there's something going on with the forums. So people will be ready for that if something's changing. I'm going to actually take this next one because I actually commented on this thread. It was about the beta UI. And the thread started with really Tyler Hudson uh, putting up a picture of uh, what the race results look like. And, you know, the formatting, the color, you know, does it look pretty, you know, that kind of thing. And then everybody and their brother started piping in on the forum thread saying... Yeah, but the beta UI sucks because of this, or the beta UI sucks because of that, and it just became a laundry list of what's wrong with the beta UI. And um, <clears throat> anyway, I piped in on it. I'm going to read a couple sentences I wrote. I put, what's the point really? The original idea of using a simple website in a browser is still a great idea and jives with most modern architecture of other software designs out on the web. It gives you full control of offline editing of that content, real-time updates with no downtime, etc. My initial reaction to the new beta UI is still my same reaction. I want my video card to rest as I'm waiting for the next race to start. I don't want the fans running right now. I want to look at the forums or I want to do other things. If I go in the new beta UI, the fans kick in on the card and it's as if I'm in the sim. And obviously it sucks for the VR guys too. Um, just reading through this thread, each and every reply gives a unique und undeniable reason why this is a botched idea to begin with. I hope and expect iRacing will continue to develop the website and at least have concurrent systems to enter into races. Don't force this on us. So I put up my plead to save the website. Yeah, I don't blame you. I haven't seen, I haven't, uh, I know what you're talking about too. You load up the UI and it actually, it's like you're loading up a race. I don't know what's going on in sim exactly, but there's a lot more um, computing going on and there shouldn't, there's no real reason for it. And I don't, I pop on the, the UI every once in a while, but I've never seen anything that makes me want to stay yet. Well, and the VR guys alone, they can't read it when, and and it's very cumbersome for them to take their goggles on and off. If they take them off, they can't see what they're doing. Or if they take them off, they have to point 
point them a certain way or their view goes off of screen of what they're trying to look at in the new UI. Yeah, I saw one guy, he was complaining that they don't have something as simple as just a cursor on the screen where you can, like, I guess most games, the way you would navigate through them, you just kind of look around the screen and there's a, a you know, a, a, a dot to move around. Yeah, right. And they don't have something as basic as that from what I understand. So, right. I've never and, used and, it with VR, but as, as basic and as it seems to be just for me, I can't imagine. Yeah, there's a whole other thread about the VR cursor and other VR issues that I mentioned. Um, the going, you know, between monitor to VR and back and forth is a problem. So anyway, uh, yeah, I think Tyler had very good intentions, and he's right. It it does look sharp, you know. That particular thing that he pointed out in that particular screen, yes. But there's other issues that are bigger than that. Yeah, I don't they, know. They they need to make it at least as good as the website. I mean, that's and the website's not that great. I mean, it's nothing spectacular. You can just it just works. So I mean, if they can do that, maybe people will start using it. They have to make a reason for people to switch. And right now, why would you go use something that's inferior in any way that matters to me anyway? And there were some very good posters. I don't have the names in front of me who uh, suggested, look, we have like four different styles going on. You got the website, you got the new UI, you got in sim, the style in sim, uh, and, and so forth, and the forums. And so those are the four. Why not make all those the same, where they have a same look and feel between the website, the beta UI, in the sim, the forums. They all look and feel the same. And they flow from one from the other, you know? Whenever you go through all those things, it feels like they've all been developed at different times, like different generations. Yeah, different decades, right? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, there's a lot that they can do. Uh, the beta UI thing, I, I just feel like they put it out way, 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 way too soon. You know, the, it should still be under wraps, you know, until it gets better. All right, Tony, you got the next one. Big topic of the day. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll start it out with uh, they, they, they posted up a video for the 2018 RC World Championship eSports Series. And uh, I don't know if you guys have watched it, but they did a nice job. They got a little bit of music going on in the background, some nice cuts, and um... it was an exciting video. I mean, they're, the guy doing the videos is awesome. I mean, he really is. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, about you know, about a year ago, where we were talking about the videos and kind of hoping that they would, um, you know, do them up a little nicer and spend a little bit more time on it. And um, the last few that they've uh, posted out to us. Um, yeah, they've they've really stepped up their game. So, uh, with that being said, uh, it looks like it just dropped this morning, um, and it was a it was a tweet from Lancaster National uh, Speedway and Dragway in in New York State. There, they received notification from the Red Bull Global Rallycross it was seizing operations for the 2018 season, effective immediately. Um, their hope, I guess, is to reorganize and start back up in 2019. Now that that uh, that tweet went up at uh, 6:30 this morning, um, and well, that's uh, 
that's it's pretty huge there was a few other um follow-up articles that i was able to to track down and um it it seems like there's been some issues uh for quite some time with uh grc um a lot of it has to do with uh um, un, unpaid bills um rockcliffe flying club out of uh ottawa here in canada um claimed an unpaid vendor bill of like 20 grand and uh, Michigan state officials are threatening to take legal action over an unpaid $76,000 uh, fee for uh, an event they hosted on Bell Isle in 2015. And uh, Thompson Speedway Motorsports is also seeking 29000 in unpaid revenue. Um, I guess uh, this is a quote that I found that they have a reputation of not paying their bills and taking advantage of smaller facilities like ours. Um, it's it's not so much about the money they still owe us, but the opportunity we lost to open the track to other customers. Uh, they go on to say we trusted them because of their initial reputation and their partnership with Red Bull. We thought they were reputable. They promised us a five-year deal with this revenue split. Um, Yikes. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is pretty big, and I guess there's been a lot going on now. Obviously, I haven't been following it, but boy, did I get a I get get a lesson on um, the the state of this. So I think it was back in uh, February they announced that they were um, going to like a a one car um, series. They were going to call it the the gold and the platinum. Now they have they have the lights and the um the supercars now um with you know the Volkswagen um Honda Subaru and and Ford now it's just going to be one car uh one motor all across the board um and well this is where it gets kind of murky i'm sure you know things will come out in in the near future um explaining this but a lot of a lot of teams have kind of ditched it and um i found another one here with uh steve arpin um and he's been around since 2013 and they recently announced uh that they were um he was uh leaving and teaming up with ken block and hoonigan racing division to keep compete in select events of the America's Rallycross Championship. So back in the middle of March, uh, IMG launches uh, America's Rallycross Series, ARX, and it's, uh, it's, it's quite small right now. I believe they're only ha- it's like a, a four-race championship that they're putting on this year, but it looks like that's where Volkswagen and Subaru um, and... I guess they're just among some of the manufacturers that made the jump. Well, wow. So it sounds to me like they shot themselves in the head. I mean, GRC decided to go to a non-manufacturer car with one engine with no manufacturer branding and drive out Volkswagen and Subaru and Ford out of the sport, basically. And they left with their money and their cars and their drivers, and they went over to this ARX uh, Rallycross Championship. That's a foolish move. Like everybody, everything's about manufacturers. I don't know why you would go to something that's not manufactured based. 
It's crazy. Uh, so are they continuing? Who knows? Uh, it won't be with the cars that we have in iRacing. Those cars are going to be in a different series called the American Rallycross Championship. So a lot of information. Thank you, Tony, for gathering everything. It all came out just earlier today, so it's very new, uh, new news. Let's talk about what, how does it affect iRacing? What do you guys think? I mean, we have the, the Road to Pro right now, and the Pro Series starts very soon. We just saw the promo video for it. We were just talking about that. Well, uh, has, go, ahead, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, go ahead, man. Uh, I was just going to ask, so has iRacing said anything about this yet at all? Have we heard anything from them? I haven't seen nothing, no. I was just searching the forums. There hasn't been anything posted. No, no, nothing, nothing has been uh, said by iRacing that I could find. And um, uh, the, the guys that run the Global Rallycross haven't even uh, commented on this yet. They've been, uh, they haven't returned uh, anyone's phone calls so far, but they, they will within, I'm sure, within the next few days. But week. they removed the schedule off the website. Like, you go to the schedule page, it's blank, and yesterday it wasn't. That's interesting. I was yeah. thinking this when we were talking about it before. Um, I mean, it's one thing to take away all the sponsorship, like all that stuff from that uh, series that's, you know, costing them a bunch of money. But is there anything that's really costing them on the sim anymore if they did the sponsor other than the payout? Who knows? I don't know what the licensing agreement is. But, uh, I mean, that's a big question right now is will the Pro Series go on? Remember they announced a $10,000 cash, you know, prize of some kind uh, for the winners and whatnot? I would think so. I mean, iRacing is not going to fit that bill. Exactly. That bill came from the series, or that yeah, money if, did. If they had that money, they'd be having their own series, you know? I was, I was going to say they're probably going to need that money for some legal bills. Yeah, you know, and what a mess. It's a shame that the series promoter failed. He obviously had a series sponsor, Red Bull. How do you screw up when you have a sponsor with money, you know, that base bone of money? And how do you still screw that up? That's what I want to know. Yeah, and cool cars and fun tracks. Right, he had drivers tracks, and everything. Drivers. I don't know how you screw that up. Exactly. Probably well, the economy, right? There was I, I was reading um, a, a lot of things that there you know there wasn't a whole lot of uh, fans coming out to, to watch that. Um, one of the uh, uh, one one of the motorsports parks and they're, they're having a disagreement like they um, GRC didn't want to pay them the full amount because uh, you know they 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 didn't close the doors to to non-ticketed uh, fans coming in so they just kind of opened the doors and just let anybody. Um, that wanted to, uh, so that just tells me that they're um, the the fan base coming out to the track is is extremely small. Yeah, something's got to give, right? Well, you, you know, sponsorship money comes in and stuff. That's fine, but you you got to have you got to have the paying people to come in. And you would think though, with somebody like Red Bull on board, that most of that would have been covered. Like the tracks would have been, you know, the tracks should have been paid there a little bit. People should have been paid, I would have thought, just with the Red Bull sponsorship. It doesn't sound like that happened. 
Well, uh, more to come on this. So it's a developing story, obviously. And uh, I actually went and ran a GRC race uh, before the podcast, a couple of them, and uh, got a win, actually, in the feature. Um, So I was pretty happy about that. But it got me back in the car. I haven't driven that car for a while. So something came out of it. Well, you know, I I really hope something, you know, if this this ARX... um, rallycross series you know takes off because you know this this is pretty neat racing you know it's 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 kind of unique and uh i i definitely think there's an audience for it um so you know hopefully these guys can do it right and grow from just four races and you know maybe that can turn into some i-racing stuff too i mean the more the merrier right yeah maybe they can jump in with us take over because it'll be the same cars i understand that we have right now we'll be racing in that series so yeah the right the right person could put together a good esport to get you know to go along with their you know live series too i mean with it already in i racing the right brain could make this work all right let's jump to the next one we got a release uh released today season two patch four uh we got release notes uh there was the big one that jumped out at me was a bug. It said fixed an issue where a pacer could lag almost a whole lap back on race starts, so that they are between the leader and the start finish line when the green comes out and gain a free lap on the field. Wish I knew about that one. Yeah, so isn't that interesting? So I'll have to think about that. But it's fixed now apparently, so you can't do it. Yeah, I wonder who found out and how many times they raced that week. I know. I was like, how do you find that bug, you know? Uh, what else did we see in here? Oh, they, a direct drive for, uh, gear, for you know, gears and gearboxes for the dirt sprint cars, all of them, winged or non-winged, dirt midget and sprint car, the pavement sprint car, have all gotten these changes. And basically... The cars no longer have a clutch pedal or a neutral gear, okay, because it's just a one-gear system. And their reverse will work, uh, but you have to be stopped with the brakes applied before you can put it in reverse. And you can't, you know, run the gas. The gas is disabled if you're at a stop. So that stops people from revving their engines and running gas out of the uh, the the vehicle. That's a smart little fix. Uh, other changes to uh, the hybrid power units. We talked a little bit about those before. Uh, audio. They temporarily disabled scrape sounds while we investigate why they are triggering for the wrong car. Uh, some changes to the new IndyCar with collision durability of the rear wing has been strengthened, and they increased airflow with 70% and 77% radiator blocking uh, and various other things, minor stuff. So anyway, download that update. Chris, you're up next. Uh, yeah, this next one, I was actually watching um, the race this last weekend, and they put that, that goofy VHT, whatever they call it, sticky crap, 
on Bristol, and for the first time, that stuff seemed to work. It actually seemed like it turned it into almost what the the old Bristol was before they uh, remodeled it and added the progressive banking. And that got me to thinking. I think uh, that that track remodel was done before iRacing was around. But if they were still, if they were around at the time, and we had a scan at that track, we would always have a copy of that old digital, you know, Bristol track. So. What do you guys think, you know, if, if we came up this weekend and iRacing says, well, you know, the Bristol track they have now sucks, let's run this old track instead, would you do it? And do you think that there should be some kind of, um, you know, something set up where somebody with the right money could go around and have iRacing scan these tracks so we can get them preserved? Yeah, get a scan. You don't even have to build it. Just get the scan. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't have to put the work in to actually finish the track and put it on the sim. I mean, unless they were going to do just that, if they get at least that, just had to scan, somebody could do that. The snapshot in time, right? right? Yep. And I can't. There was somebody on the team. I can't remember who actually had said that they were wanting to go to the track, and the track turned them down. And now the track hasn't been raced on is an overgrown mess, and so it's just it's too shame. late. Yeah, Northworks were. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's like one of the, that's probably one of the most historic tracks in NASCAR. Yeah, I think there's always been threads on the forum about this kind of thing where, God, we got to, you know, scan all these tracks before they close. And Yeah, I don't have that money, but it sure would be nice if somebody did. I'm sure iRacing would put together a team if somebody said, here's millions of dollars, go do it. I mean, they're doing pretty good about rescanning tracks, you know, as they age or get reconfigured. And so I think at some point in the future, there might even be enough where you could have a historical series, you know, on his, all the older versions of the tracks. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah. All right. I'll take this. Uh, or, Tony, you're up next. Okay. I actually didn't even look at this topic. Um, forum post, uh, it's the, uh, website is being extremely slow. Um, somebody posted up here, Tim Clayson's, uh, have this issue where the iRacing member site is extremely slow to the point where it takes plus 60 seconds to load a page. This goes together with the huge CPU. Oh, this is the forum thing that we already talked about actually. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> where the forum wouldn't load and they were changing everything. Yeah, this is a duplicate. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. That's that's my bad for not uh, looking at it sooner. All right, I'm gonna jump to the next one. We got, hey, a question: When are we gonna get realistic lighting? And Tony Gardner, a CEO of iRacing, actually piped up. Uh, we're working on HDR, which is high dynamic range rendering. At the same time, we are working on day to night transitions. They would likely roll out together or around the same time. The goal is to release this year and making good progress. HDR is a light rendering model that allows for a high level of contrast. It allows things that are bright to appear brighter and things that are dark to appear darker. Details that you would not see in our current model system would become visible. It has the potential to drastically improve the overall look of the sim. With HDR, you'd be able to see cool visuals like light bloom from the sun. Brake lights will be much more noticeable. We could get the sun to glint off of shiny cars, etc. So you could uh, technically race around the track and get blinded um, 
as a, you know as the sun's going down if you're doing uh be like um, phoenix in the late afternoon right <laughs> yeah 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 so now we're gonna have to wear our sunglasses while we race okay i'm in that'll be interesting well it already looks very real um you know it's gonna be cool if they can make it look even more realistic we all better hope that the graphics cards uh racing starts going down yeah, that's what I was going to say. I hope if, you know, any of these changes that they make, I just hope they keep that in mind because my graphics card, I mean, it gets the job done, but, you know, a big change could be bad for me and you can't get a graphics card right now unless you, you know, have tons of money sitting around. All right, Tony, you got a post next. Uh, forum, uh, or excuse me, it's a poll is what I meant to say, a poll. Yeah, yeah, iRacing uh, put up a poll on their Facebook page. Um, one of the greatest rivalries in motorsports, have you chosen a side yet? Um, and this, uh, you know, hashtag LMP, which one? The Audi R18 or the Porsche 919? Um, and, jeez, uh, I don't even know if I can see where the, the what the results are. You have to vote are. to see it. Uh, 64% oh. on the Porsche. 465 votes so far. So it uh, looks like the Audi is not as popular. I wonder where David is to uh, dispute this for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish he was here. <laughs> I told him the Porsche would be a more popular car, and this proves it, I guess. Maybe he saw the topic and he didn't want to show up. It'd be kind of cool if they could release uh, actual sales numbers. They obviously know how many cars they sold, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. All right, Chris, you're next. Uh, yeah, next. So it looks like, uh, oh, yeah, I did see this. Ford Performance announced Tuesday morning that it plans to bring the company's iconic Mustang to the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series in 2019. So, yeah, no surprise. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a Ford guy, so I could care less. But, yeah, who saw that? You know, obviously, they're not going to bring the Fusion back if Chevy's racing a Camaro, and I think we've known about this for a while. Now, it's don't they have the Mustang <laughs> in the Xfinity already? or? Yeah, yeah, same with Camaro. Camaro runs in the Xfinity as well. Huh. Do you think that if Ford's bringing the Mustang back, I was thinking of this when we were talking about earlier, but does this leave a door open for Dodge to maybe come back eventually because they can, they can put the car they want I'm on I'm sure the, the door is always open. Yeah, I'm actually surprised they left because they've always kind of, um, you know, built their brand on performance and power and stuff, and it just seems like not being a NASCAR was a mistake for them. Does that mean Toyota has to go to their next supermodel so they get their actual uh, right car in there? <laughs> yeah, I know pretty Dodge cool. Is, Do Dodge is big up 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 here in Canada in the in the Pinty series. Um, they, they've they've got a huge presence. Uh, I'd love to see Dodge back in the mix. Dodge in, dominates uh, up here. I thought they did well when they were in NASCAR too. I just uh, I don't know. I can't remember why they left. Penske left. Yeah, that's right. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get into hardware software. Carolina SimWorks posted up a picture of a recent project he put together. Uh, it shows a photo of the rig set up uh, with, in a trophy room, it looks like. And you can see some trophies uh, and a cutout of a bush driver. 
I can't tell who the driver is who bought this rig, though, but there is a trophy in the corner, uh, K&N East uh, champion, and I can't see the year, though. But anyway, boy, what a rig. I mean, this thing is tube metal. It's like, uh, you know, right out of a race car, you know, the tubes that you would see in the door panels. That's exactly what they have. They have three horizontal tubes that are like the door panel, uh, tubes that go up over the head like a roll cage, and uh, then a, a really nice dash with actual gauges, actual flip switches, up and down flip switches, uh, Fanatec wheel, wraparound proper race seat uh, with headrest and shoulder rest. I mean, triples. I mean, what do you guys, it was triple curves. What do you guys think? This is awesome. The ultimate man cave. Yeah. How much? Yeah, the other thing is awesome. <laughs> it's custom, for sure. I have, I don't think this is something you buy. And that's probably one of the most impressive um, rigs I've seen that were so compact. Usually um, the ones that are that cool are usually much, much bigger. It is a small footprint, as you say. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you literally have to crawl into this thing, um, just yeah. like a real race car. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd want to put like a couple of hinges in those tubes. I don't think I'd need to have it that realistic. And the PC he's got over on the side is full of neon, different colors and stuff. Looks like a really nice PC. Missing the foam in the doors. <laughs> so yeah, you anyway, put a body on it at that point. Yeah, if you're in Carolina, check out Carolina Simworks. Uh, they're on Facebook. You need to get uh, David this rig so that when he spins on the banana peels. Yeah, be safe. Yeah, that's why you can't put those hinges in. you got to keep that roll cage, you know, oh. stable. All right, and then, Tony, you have final topic. Yeah, now, uh, Mike, you might have to help me with this one here. Now, is this is this a, a, a new product? I don't follow VR at all. Yeah, brand new. Uh, Vive Pro. Um. Yeah. The Vive Pro seven ninety nine. That would obviously be American. <laughs> That's a lot of money for VR. Eight hundred bucks. Yeah, it's pretty nice. But um, I haven't looked into this thing all that much yet. But I think it'll be a pretty big improvement for eye racing over the old Vive. Because what, from what I understand, um, one of the biggest reasons the Oculus works so much better is because the Vive has these two um, towers that track your motion. So that's great if you're playing like a stand-up game, you know, sword fighting or something. But if you're just sitting at a sim, that's bad because if those towers lose you for a second, you lose, you know, a second or two in a game is not a big deal. A second or two in a race sim is bad news. And that's why uh, the Oculus tends to be better for, from what I understand. But um, you don't have those towers with this new Vive. Everything's built into the headset. And wireless. You can go wireless without the HDMI cable. That's another thing that makes it worth that price point because nobody else has a headset with that kind of power that's wireless yet. I wonder how much that thing weighs. I didn't look. There's a, <laughs> well, there's, there's also a... uh, talk that it's very well balanced, so it's not front heavy. And it kind of goes over the back of your head. It has headphones that are built right into it. Yeah, I was wondering how heavy it is. You might, I, if you don't have to wear like a Hans device or something, so your head doesn't fall, fall over after three hours of racing. Well, when you see the side view of it, it's got a band that goes clear around the back of the head, 
and it has some you know bulk back there you know to kind of offset the balance of it i think yeah i think it looks nice it's only going to drive I, this isn't going to be my first vr purchase but it's as this stuff comes out the stuff that you know i can afford is going to get cheaper you would have think we would have had an Oculus Rift update by now. You know, we talked about that two years ago, I think. When is it coming? And didn't Facebook buy Oculus? So it's not like there's a shortage of money, you know, behind them. I'm not sure when their next thing is supposed to be out, but I guarantee you that it's probably been, the reason it's been so long is probably because their next thing is going to be very similar to this. I mean, the next step in VR was going to be wireless. I mean, that's the big thing holding it back. One of the things holding it back right now. Yeah, this is wireless. It can go wired, but it looks like uh, from the photos on the website um, at vive.com, the guy's like moving around. He's got the little controllers in his hands. He's jumping there's no wires, you know. Yeah, they got a neat little thing on here. Test your PC to see if it uh, if it'll run it. So, you know, for for shits and giggles, I decided to do that. And well, dang, um, might need a little upgrade in my graphics card. I just got the 1050 Ti, and it tells me it may not work well. So, might be a little stuttery. But the rest of my computer is good to go. Huh. 1440 by 1600 pixels per eye. Ugh, man, that sounds awesome. 90 hertz refresh rate, field of view 110 degrees. So, pretty cool. Uh, it looks like it's uh, connections USB-C, DisplayPort, or Bluetooth. But, uh, boy, if you're in the market for VR, you need to look at this. All right, let's get into uh, final thoughts. Uh, Chris Scales, what do you got? Uh, it's ready for Road to Pro tonight. Um, the truck's good. Uh, it's much, much looser than um, the fixed setup. So if you know, the, the truck, the way that the, um, the stagger deals work with the, the, the camber. Right front tire, yeah, the, the camber deal with this right front tire. The thing heats up so fast and gets so tight in our truck doesn't do that so we have high hopes yes yes i'll be running got to grill some chicken and we'll get the race going in about an hour from now uh greg hectus your final thoughts uh just ready for another nis week uh won't be able to run the uh road to pro with you guys tonight because i gotta go to work um also gonna put some more of my uh i've been posting me doing my you know, like 10 lap run tests on tracks each week. And I'm posting up on our social media stuff. Um, and just, uh, still working on a, a new segment for us, uh, for the, uh, podcast too, that I'm still trying to work out how I want to do it, but it's going to be a good week. Absolutely. Uh, bring it on. Uh, Tony grows final thoughts. Yeah. Well, uh, Totally uh, bummed out to hear about uh, GRC folding, folding up. That just really sucks. Um, now, on, on a good note, after taking a two-week hiatus because I've got an old man back syndrome, um, I'm gonna jump in and, and race with you guys tonight. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, as I said it's been it's been two weeks, so I'm kind of chomping at the bit here. Um, hope I can uh, make it through. It's 
I've only done Richmond once before, but uh, yeah, either way, it's it's going to be a good time. So uh, hoping to get a couple more races in this week as well. That's uh, that's the plan, anyways. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I was pretty bummed myself about uh, GRC. It, it kind of came out of nowhere uh, news this morning, and the timing of it all with the whole i racing. I mean, it's only been a few months. You know, if you think about it, wasn't it only December when we started GRC, and you know, here we are in April. You know, and so five months of glory, and now the the thing is gone, and we don't know what's to become of the Pro Series, or is there a road to Pro? Um, I mean, what's going to happen to those people? Uh, are they going to pull the plug in the middle of it? Is there still funds, you know, for the cash prize? You know, lots of unanswered questions for sure. Yeah, and they were doing a really good. It sucks because they were doing such a good job with that right out of the gate, too. Like you said, it hasn't been around long, and they already have a pro series. The tracks are great. I mean, everything was just awesome for the last few months. Yeah, physics are good. I mean, nobody was complaining about it it was it was good so um and obviously we still have it to race um so it's not like gone or anything like that but it is a bummer uh, as far as nascar goes man i was bummed uh, i've lost so much i rating i've fallen into a lower split obviously racing a new set of guys or an old set of guys as it might be that i usually don't run with uh you know i was sticking about 3200 there for a while and then Texas and Bristol came, and now I'm down to like 2,900, and I'm in a different split. And it's interesting because all of a sudden you're with a different group of people, and you got to worry about different people, you know, that you have to worry about. And, uh, you know, who can I race? Who can't I race? And who do I need to let go and catch later? You know, all those questions. So it's kind of exciting, even though I'm going the wrong way, but it is exciting to race some different people. So looking forward to Richmond. And with that... We'll see ya later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.